With demand for new and used cars spiking, let's bring in our panel to discuss the auto sector. Carl Brower is with us, executive analyst at iccars.com, and Garrett Nelson, equity analyst at CFRA Research. So let's start, Carl, with the demand that we're seeing for new and used cars, certainly a trend that we've seen through the pandemic. And now the question becomes, will it last? Exactly, yeah. We, we've seen uh, new car inventories in one month's timeframe drop 16.8%. So obviously there's uh, more people wanting new cars than there are cars out there. It's leaving a lot of dealers with uh, scarcity on their lots. They're getting frustrated. They wish they had more cars to sell. And then uh, coincidentally, used car prices are up exactly 17%. Uh, so almost the same amount they're up, which is about $4,000 on average per used car and much higher on certain cars like uh, coupes, convertibles, and trucks. They're up like six or $7,000 in the last year. So this idea that there's used cars as appreciating assets, most people who know the industry know that's not usually where you put your money to appreciate uh, uh, value, but that's what's happened with the bulk of the used car market over the last year. Right, yeah, absolutely. Garrett, tell us more at CFRA. I know you do extensive research. Are there certain automakers that are benefiting most from the demand over others? We're getting in a lot of the retail, the auto sales numbers as well. Sure. Uh, really, when you look at the automakers, uh, it really it's it's really on a company by company basis as far as how well they plan for some of the part shortages, such as the semiconductor shortages that have been uh, written about and reported on so extensively. So, you know, companies like Ford um, did did not plan as well, and so they're going to feel a you know very severe uh, pinch in terms of earnings for the current quarter, and we think that probably lingers well into the second half of the year. Other companies such as GM have, you know, did a better job with their supply and raw material procurement. So, um, you know, we, we think they're not gonna be as, uh, as badly affected. We would also put Tesla in that category, but it's really, you know, a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, very few automakers saw these, uh, you know, very unique, uh, pandemic-related effects coming in, in this surge in new and used vehicle prices and the surge in demand from, from first-time car buyers uh, that happened as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. And Garrett, do they have uh, buy ratings on certain names on the, in the auto sector that um, CFRA is, is, is liking at this moment? Sure. We have a, a hold on the uh, three big U.S. automakers uh, GM, Ford, and Tesla right now uh, for different reasons. One name we do like, though, is a up-and-coming EV manufacturer, Fisker. Um, they will come out with their first EV model late next year. They have strong reservations for that model. And uh, they kind of have a unique business model where they've partnered with, with some of the largest manufacturers, uh, such as Magna International and Foxconn. And so we really like Fisker here. Uh, but that's that's currently the only automaker we have either a buy or strong buy opinion on. Ah, I see. See, isn't that interesting, Carl? Because um, Fisker isn't one that we talk about as often. Usually, uh, Ford, General Motors have been front and center talking about their plans to electrify their fleets. Tesla, of course, is another one that we've been focusing on. When you talk about EV vehicles, what are your thoughts? Well, we, we're certainly moving in that direction. I think the disruption that we're looking at over the next 10 years as far as who's the real serious players in that area, 
versus you know new 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 and upcoming ones like Fisker versus the traditional players like Ford. They've certainly shown a lot of commitment in the last uh, year with things like first the hybrid and now the pure EV uh, Ford F one fifty Lightning. So. Uh, General Motors isn't exactly sitting around either with Hummers coming, and uh, they've announced that the Silverado will be purely electric soon. So we're going to have quite a battle going on between the, these new ones and uh, traditional automakers. And it'll be interesting to see what level of cooperation there is between them, uh, if there's you know, collaboration, potential acquisition, or if it becomes really a big battle between some of them and the, and the traditional players. Well, Carl, I, you know, I'm going to ask you about the car prices, and then I'll ask Garrett about the stock prices. Um, Carl, first here, when we look at the automakers, average pickup truck has increased in price by 25%, um, convertible up 25%. Do you think prices will come down now? They will come down eventually, but we're going to have to settle in. And, you know, this, this chip shortage and this vehicle shortage that's resulted is going to be with us probably for the rest of the calendar year. Uh, I think we'll finally find some kind of balance on all of this by the time we get into 2022. Right. But for the rest of the year, I mean, we've been telling people if you don't have to buy a car right now and can wait, you might be better off doing that. And if you happen to have one of these high demand vehicles that you can get rid of, uh, like a truck or a convertible without going right out and buying another one because they're all expensive, or maybe buy something that's not as hasn't gone up as much like a Prius, uh, then you could do okay. Otherwise, you should kind of hold tight. Right. Garrett, tell me about the stock prices. I mean, we look at something like Tesla, which really peaked around 900, then it was trading at 600. Um, you know, tell me about stock prices. Where do you, is it, I know you have a hold on the big three here. And it, by the way, we used to talk about Chrysler being the third. Now it's Ford, GM, and Tesla. I noticed that you said that, you called that the big three. Um, what are some fair prices then, do you think? So really, the story so far this year has been the comeback of the traditional automakers. If you look at Ford, General Motors, you know what they've done since the beginning of the year, really what they've done since the bottom uh, was put in uh, 15 months ago um, at, the bottom, at, the, at the bottom of the pandemic, um, they have outperformed by a wide margin. And Tesla has hardly done anything year to date. Of course, after a 700% plus run up last year, um, but, you know, Tesla had so much momentum going into this year, but now there's all kinds of issues. There's all kinds of noise surrounding the story that really wasn't there five or six months ago. You have their investment in Bitcoin, which they're still holding on the balance sheet. You have uh, possibly regulatory action um, against yeah. Elon Musk surrounding some of his tweets. Right. And you have questions whether they're going to be able to uh, bring their two factories online um, on time by the end of this year. So, okay. you know, all of those things are kind of weighing on sentiment uh, on, on Tesla shares. So, you know, but the traditional right. automakers have really roared back uh, so far this year. It's an exciting sector. You're, you guys are in the right place at the right time. Carl and Garrett, thank you. Carl Brower, executive analyst, iccars.com. Garrett Nelson, equity analyst at CFRA Research. Thank you both.